0: Hey baby boomers, welcome back to Hatsune Miku's Crack House. This is episode 85. I'm your host as usual, Sam Kingma. Joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles. It feels like it's been a while because last week we did the Crackies. So it's, it's back to normal scheduled Crack House nonsense tomfoolery
1: that we do every week. No pun intended, by the way.
0: Yes. What what have you been do what have you been uh what have you been up to?
1: Uh I you know, I got content for this week, Sam. I got content I also for this some week. Content. Oh, thank God, because whenever you said Miles, what have you been up to? That means Miles, I got fucking nothing. You gotta carry Not- this episode, man. You gotta take oh, it to no, the no, end no, zone. No, no.
0: I, 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 a part of me
1: almost almost started with Miles
0: how much time you
1: got for me today. <laughs> <laughs> I you First. know, I was I was thinking about this last night. I was actually in bed. Cause I've I've been having some trouble sleeping, which is not a topic. Uh, because no, we can talk about it. I was a I'm I'm, an, I'm a recovering insomniac, Yeah, I, I get it's it. It's not it's not the topic is not the topic is not the <laughs> lack of sleep. It's what a man what a, what an mf'er will do to get to sleep. That's the real topic. So I was in bed and I was just getting mad because I was just thinking, man, every fucking podcast I listen to. When like the nerd of the podcast, because it's always the same setup. There's three people. There's like the jock, you know. There's there's the the jocks, like kind of right wing or not right wing, right hand man. And Maybe right wing. Usually right wing. And then there's the nerd. Right. You have the like that's like the come-town dynamic. Like so yeah, you the, have yeah y- <laughs> the co- the town dichotomy. The yeah, it's it's the cumtown tri- triumvirate. Uh, and like. And so, and so you have, you know, this this sort of this triumvirate of like one guy's kind of leading the show. He's sort of the alpha male of the group. He's the one who's always taking, taking the, the biggest swings, the hottest jokes. Like so, so in this triumvirate, you have the, you know, I mean, it is Mike, Rich and Jay. Mike is kind of the jock. Even though he's a huge dork, he, he's the one who makes the most jokes. He's sort of the, the one who has the most commanding presence. It's a jock mentality, not a literal jock. Yeah, Jay is sort of the right-hand man. He's always he's always kind of helping, you know, he's, he's he lets Mike speak. Even if his train of thought is going nowhere, he'll support him and his comedy with his facial expressions. And, and just by giving him the space to formulate something. And he'll also kind of keep things on track. He and then makes Mike who- way better than Mike would ever be alone
0: exactly That's what jay exactly. provides jay and, just and makes J- mike way better that it's, it 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 helps account for jay's i guess i don't know lack of
1: alpha presence in the, in the comedy Jay, Jay is interesting in that Jay J is an alpha, but he's he's an alpha. He, I I would actually say that Jay is a sigma male. Jay is a sigma male because he doesn't need to be the funniest person in yeah um, the, at the submissive table.
0: alpha. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like he he dynamic. he's the one who like like if if they need a segue, he'll give the segue. If they need some organization, he'll kind of organize things. He's the one who's not trying to be funny at the table. He he and he is funny. He'll say something if he thinks it's funny. Um, but like. He's the man who will keep the show afloat. He won't let it get crazy. Anytime Jay is not in an episode, the show is sometimes really hard to follow. Uh, and then you have Rich, and Rich is like, you know, he's he's similar to Mike. This sort of like he's always making jokes, but people will make fun of him. And he's sort of the, the free punching bag. You can always make fun of He's the McLovin. The McLovin. Yeah, he's the McLovin. And so, like, I was thinking... When there are three people on a podcast, whenever like the rich Evans starts saying something interesting, everyone else in the podcast will immediately just not let them talk about it because because they gotta bully him. They gotta bully him. That's the comedy, right? And it's yeah. just and I was just getting mad. I was like, man, the amount of tangents I actually wanted to hear sometimes from these like from these podcasts and shit that like just get derailed by like the alpha. And I and I was this giving is myself absolutely some real props. true. I was giving myself some real props last night because I was just like, do I do that to Sam? And I was like, "No, I think I give him his space. I think I let him do his thing." Yeah, I uh this is definitely something I've thought about and as time has
0: gone on, the more and more podcast I listen to has gone less and less from any gr- the group dynamic type podcast of three or more people and the best podcast are the two people podcast. Because it, it Two people's just better because uh, it's a back and forth conversation because when you loop a third person in, it's, it's all fucked up because I was thinking about when we had a friend of the show, Tom, second look on like 10 or so episodes ago and yeah, an episode 75. So yeah, 10 weeks ago um, to discuss like tungsten cubes and fucking all that nonsense. And I just remember feeling when I was recording the episode, I was like, wow, like how, how like fucked up my whole energy was because I was trying to account for one more person in the conversation. And we're both close friends with Tom and I speak with him for like 10 hours a week, like every week. So this is someone I'm close with and have great rapport with, as do you. And I'm still fumbling around like a fucking idiot. You know? Yeah. So yeah, the one V the one on one dynamic is definitely the move when it comes to podcasts.
1: Sam V Miles, Dawn of Ghost Stories. Honestly. Like, honestly.
0: Well, even that had Wonder Woman, and you know what people say about BVS that I can't blame? Too bloated. Too much too much fat. Why the fuck's Wonder Woman in the movie? And I'm like, Yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah, where Wonder Tom needs to get the fuck out of here. No, Tom, if you're listening. Much love. Much 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 love. But uh we love you and we'll bring you back on a week where Sam has nothing. Exactly. Exactly. Um But yeah, no, I I'm I'm absolutely willing to to let you uh take charge. I do if that is the case though. If you do have a lot to talk about. I do want to get one thought out. Of by that. all means. Okay. Uh and I have something for the end of the show as well if we if we got time, but I, this is the one I really wanted to get in here, okay? Um my rivalry with Disney Pixar has been very well documented on this show. It is one of five topics that that sustain are revisited over yeah. and over and over and over. The, the, the Rogues Gallery, the arch the arch enemy. It's 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 creepy pastas. It's <laughs> Zelda. overly zealous Majora's Mask fans. It's uh it's um now, I guess. Uh, there's some others. There's some others. Twitter leftists, people, annoying Twitter people. Like, there's there's some others. But but Disney Pixar is 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 easily that's that's the fine that's the super boss of my Rogues Gallery. That's the one you got to grind to level 99, you got to max out all your stats if you if you really want to take on if you really want if if someday you want to beat Disney this the the Rogues Gallery. It's it's just never leaving my life. So I said, "You know what? If you got to beat them, you can't beat them, join them." I'm of course going to watch all their movies for content. But everyone was telling me Miles. You got to see Encanto. You got to see in Encanto Miles. And I, and I, as as Miles, who has made a living, we don't make any money off this show, off of insulting Disney movies, I said, no. There's no way I'm going to like this fucking movie. I'm not going to see this film. Everyone's going to tell me to see it, and I'm going to pretend to have an opinion on it where I'm going to say, yeah, I thought it was good, but I had some problems with it. And everyone's going to be like, what problems? And I'm just going to be like, yeah, the story or something. I don't know. Some, not everything, I don't know, fuck it. What do you want me to say? I didn't, I didn't love the story. I, all right, fine, let's, let's just leave it at that. I, I don't need to say anymore. So that I could avoid having to be frustrated once again at the missed potential or at the sheer unadulterated mid of these fucking movies. But my mom, bless her, the only reason I watch films, said, Miles, I want to see Encanto tonight. And I said, you know what, fine. Let's watch Encanto. Sit down and watch Encanto. Uh And uh, 90 minutes later, by the way, doesn't that just make your heart sing to hear the, the, that number 90 minutes for a film? Yeah. Doesn't it I'm just lift your spirits? positive. I'm already yeah. feeling positive. 90 minutes later, I lean in and I say some words I have never said to my mother, which is, will you have sex with me? I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Uh... <laughs> 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 I mean, I have I, I didn't say that I could like that was I didn't say it to her ever. So I guess the joke still works. But no, I, I actually for the first time in my life around my mother, I used the word based because that's how I actually felt about Encanto. I said, that's a based movie. And my mom, I think, just interpreted it positively. Um, but it's finally over. I can finally heal. Disney made a movie that I loved again, like truly loved, and I'm, you know what, and I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy for them. Finally, what's the movie about? I, I, I,
0: I didn't have any interest when I saw the trailer, which of course we badmouthed uh, yeah. on the podcast
1: infamously, and I acknowledged, uh. and I acknowledged that I would end up seeing Seeing Red, and I'd probably think it's okay, uh, <laughs> like I did with Soul, and like I'll probably do with Luca. Where I'll have to eat the mayo and admit that it's not a travesty, but I'll still hate it anyway, even though I don't hate Soul, and I haven't seen Luca, and I like Coco, and I don't know, fuck Pixar, they make okay But you really liked Encanto. It is weird to think that that our problem with Pixar is that they're just okay. Like, like most things we would be fine with them being okay, like consistently okay, but like, we know, we know better. We've lived because, through better. Because, yeah, we lived through better, and it sucks
0: now. And it's and it's not, and it sucks compared to what it was, specifically. And
1: you want better because we've gotten better. Like, if DreamWorks released all of Pixar's 2010 through to, uh, 2011 through 2021 content, I would be like, damn, DreamWorks is on fire. Except for yeah. maybe cars too, I guess. I, don't know. I mean, it's all um, relative, right? Yeah, it's, but... it's literally all relative. Like again, like you're you're comparing the good dinosaur, which is not a bad film in the slightest, to fucking Ratatouille, yeah. Toy Story, and, and The Incredibles, Incredibles. Yeah. Like, like
0: these truly like iconic pieces of pop culture that are recognizable by millions upon millions of
1: people like, not just that but shit. recognized as masterpieces like consistently yeah. like masterpiece tier movies but yeah so Encanto is the story uh of a bunch of brown people um who they all sing and dance and that's the film um but this this movie sounds like the least miles core film of all time first of all lin-manuel miranda did all the music and I have an impossible disdain for Lin Manuel Miranda because he's basically uh, Dwayne and Brando steer, but, but he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't have misogynist lyrics, but oh, like all man. his oh, rap, bummer. Like, that's that's part of the fun of Dwayne and Brando is this old 2008 humor. I'm right, right? No, absolutely. Am I like, part, right? part of the fun of Dwayne and Brando is is their lyrics are just heinous. Like, cause they're not great lyricists. They're not good at, like, at, at, like, they're not really clever. Brando is more clever than Dwayne, but Dwayne has the voice that is just way more fun. Uh, and his, his, like, voice is just more raw. His lyrics are more raw. I mean, like, his lyrics are literally like, I'll Facebook you, f-! like, like, and, that, and that's, that's, that's his, uh, that's his lyric. Just screamed. Um, and uh different time
0: man. great time great time very different
1: time frankly fucking different times what it is um but like yeah like so so lin-manuel miranda is the same like fucking mid fucking mid-tier musical talent where all his rhymes are like are like slant rhymes that you'd write in like a fourth grade poem to your mom so like give me some bars give me some bars um, like, like, oh, ooh, I can't, the thing is, like, I can't remember a single Lin-Manuel Miranda lyric, but, like, his, his lyrics are very much like, hey, I'm doing the thing and I'm doing it right, I'm, you know, you better check me out, cause soon I'll be out of sight, like,
0: <laughs> oh, so it's like, you know what I thought you were gonna, you know, I thought you were almost gonna go into,
1: doing your mom, doing, doing Do do doing your mom, mom." <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda doing doing your mom would be <laughs> would be wonderful. I bet um, I bet he's in the I bet he's in that original video. I bet he can. <laughs> in the back. He's in the background. He's he's in the background yeah. somewhere. Well, it's God. it's like how Key and Peel are in White and Nerdy. Oh yeah, shit, that's right. Yeah, they're in the open opening bit, right? Yeah, that when when he's driving past them in the car. Yeah, and they're Good just shit. they're just there. 10 years before you knew them. You know, you know, Miles, Mr. Beast
0: should make a competition called the doing your mom competition, where you have to listen to doing your mom on an endless (laughs) loop. And whoever is the last person to keep their earphones in, listening to doing their mom, it
1: is the winner. (laughs) I thought you were about to say, Mr. Beast should have a contest with Mr. Bean. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> you mean, you mean you mean Mr. Beast should have a boxing match Imagine with Mr. Bean?
1: Bean. Yeah, I, I like Mr. Beast just punches Mr. Bean in the face, like the boxing glove comes off. There's a big indentation. His like face is all stuck, and he's gotta like push his face back correctly like that yeah. that thing you do like when you're a kid where you move your hand over your face and suddenly you're smiling and then you move it again suddenly you're frowning like mr bean is just like d- like doing all this stupid shit in the boxing ring yeah and then, mr. but beast. then his coach
0: killer bean his coach uh you know helps him out and he's able to take out whoever
1: the f- i've totally forgot the fucking first guy mr we- beast oh, mr beast <laughs> Mr. Beast, who, by the way, his coach, is Michael Bean from The Terminator. So we have Mr. Bean, coached by Killer Bean, Bean. fighting Mr. Beast, Beast. coached by Michael Bean. Michael (laughs) Bean. We had an awards show last week. (laughs) Yep. <laughs> just just to remind you of, of yeah. the caliber of content that we're that, that the, the, the the tiers it's of. It's similar excess. to Pixar. It's similar to Pixar. Remind you of the level of quality we are capable of hitting, and how we are not hitting that this <laughs> that Level, yeah. All right, but in Kanto, I'm not going to do a whole story summary because who cares? um But in, in, in Kanto, because no one wants to hear me. It do a story always summary sucks a when you movie. like something, right? It always yeah. sucks. Ass. It sucks coming out of the podcast and liking something because because then I'm like, shit. What do I say? What do I say? Nice things about this this great movie. Uh, I mean, look, animation's superb, Lin-Manuel Miranda does some, some heater music, um, the plot, there, there are zero villains in this movie, Sam. There are zero villains in this film. It's just, It's just all people who don't agree. It's people who just don't agree arguing about what they think is right and what they think is wrong. And and Sam, I'm going to spoil the end of the film because fuck it. Go for it. Like, so, so everyone told me it's about a girl. Her entire family has powers. And they're not superpowers. They're fucking stand powers. It's like bullshit. I mean, there's oh, one okay. who has super strength, but like one of them can like make flowers bloom and that's it. Like, like, she's literally just fucking golden wind. One of them is literally just Tonio Trusardi who heals people with her food. Like, one, one of them has super hearing and she can hear people whispering really well. One of them is literally weather report, controls the weather based on her emotions. And one of them is a, is a shapeshifter who, like, is just like a bratty teenage boy and his whole thing is he just shapeshifts to annoy people. It's like, it's great. It's great. It's a fun, a fun premise. Um, And then, and then one of the, uh, oh yeah, then there's a little kid and he can talk to animals, which that's also a stand. I'm pretty sure. But I don't, I don't know. Anyway, they're all stand users. It's a family of stand users, except for one girl who's Jonathan Joestar. She can't do anything. She's got no stand, right? The, The only family member without a stand besides Abuela. Uh, this movie is giga Colombian, which is kind of great because, like, white people just don't have stories. White people just don't have any new stories to tell, all right? We, we just rehash Avatar again and again. We don't have any stories anymore. Like, Colombians, though, like, they're like, guys, we're sitting on a fucking gold mine of stories you ain't never heard. Do you know what Quetzalcoatl is? Let's talk about that guy. Like, so, so it's great to see all these Colombian movies, right? That yeah. just... just Represent Colombian things. It's new to me. And I'm happy for it. Uh, and, and like, so you got this girl, Mirabel, and she can't do anything. She's got no powers. But, but, you know, she's supportive. She's got a good heart. And then there's Abuela, the grandma. And she also has no powers, but she's really obsessed with this family has a candle that gives them all powers. It's the stand arrow, right? So... You gotta you gotta get your your stand power from the candle as well as the sixteen digits on the front of your credit card, uh, four Three on the back, on and, ex- the back yeah, and the expiration date. Yeah, so like Mirabelle has no powers, and there is a prophecy by a guy who is in the family named Bruno, who disappeared. By the way, another JoJo connection character named Bruno, oh. um, who can see the future like King Crimson. So stand users, all of them, um, but. Uh, he sees a vision that Mirabelle ruins the miracle that gives them all powers. So I'm like, cool. It's a movie where Mi- mirabelle has got to save her family and her magic, and she's got to, you know, blah blah blah, reunite them. And like, I was just like, at the end of the movie, she's gonna get her powers, because of course, because of course that shit happens, right? Anytime someone doesn't have any fucking powers, they can't get to in the end of the film. Powers, yeah. They're in a world of powers. Some fucking powers. They're gonna get some fucking powers. Sam, she doesn't get powers at the end. She just has to live with the fact that she's a human being and everyone is like, oh my god. It's fine because you're a rational, decent person who can do a lot of things because you have a big heart. And that's and you don't get powers. You don't get any powers and that's okay. And I was like, fucking nice. Great. She doesn't yeah, have dope. powers by the end. There's a chat sh- also, by the way,
0: a chat on another great piece about a series of powers where someone loses their powers
1: at the end, full male alchemist. That's true. That shit's That shit's hype. That moment's so good. I also like in Little Witch Academia when Shiny Chariot loses her magic powers, and she just doesn't get them back at the end of the story. She just doesn't have them anymore. She just can't fly pretty, anymore. Pretty, damn, it's pretty fucked. There's yeah, a great, it's great. Uh,
0: there's an awesome fucking scene in uh, My Hero Academia where someone loses
1: their fucking powers, and it's fucking awesome. Yeah, I just like when these characters don't get their fucking powers. Like when all they want are powers and they don't get that shit. Yeah. I want a million dollars. I don't get that shit. Or 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 even better when they do
0: get powers and it's some fucking psychotic heinous shit that sucks ass. Yeah. Like I I started reading uh started reading Chojin X, which is by the guy that did uh a parasite with the fucking the, the, the hand, alien hand. Yeah. Um and he, he's just, a guy, he's got a different type of art style. They're letting him, like, it's. I think it's an online story. It's only updated, like, w- like, bi-weekly or something. Um, And the chapters are a little longer. But the main character's, like, whole power and gimmick is he's like a fucking vulture. And he has this disgusting fucking plague bird face. And... He just looks fucking terrifying. But he's a vulture and he's not like some crazy fucking basic ass
1: bitch thing, you know? Yeah, like like when your main character's power is they can punch really well, you know that you're you know that you're not really scraping the 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 originality barrel here. Exactly. That's someone that's someone, that's kinda, someone who I, like th- like they spent 5 minutes on the idea. That's why I love that part 8 has objectively the worst stand power for the lead character. Yeah, it's just like uh, what? What even is it? It's just he it's can... he has soap bubbles. He can cast soap bubbles that can steal things. So he can steal the friction under your feet with a soap bubble. Jesus Make fall fucking over. Christ! Yeah, like it's like it's it's just great. We've come a long way since. Like, you know? It's wonderful. Yeah. I missed it. We've come a long way since the era of the Star Finger. Yeah. (laughs) I did have a moment. I had a moment this week where I truly felt embarrassed because... uh, we were talking about <laughs> the Jotaro scene in Part Six, where Jolie yeah. reaches out to her dad, and some asshole turns around looking like a, looking like a nerd, and we just yeah. realized like like oh these are just brand clothes in this yeah. world. And and I said, well Sam, <laughs> Jotaro was able to get his coat tailored again by some random guy in Egypt. And Sam went. Not to be that guy, but they weren't actually at Egypt at this point. He lost his coat in the Wheel of Fortune fight. <laughs> Fortune fight. And I was like, wow, that's how that feels, huh? Like when I do that shit to other that's how that feels. <laughs> how did it make you feel, Miles? Because T- I don't normally do that.
0: <laughs> I don't normally do that, but I, I don't I felt I felt some maybe it was my stand awakening, some spiritual <laughs> compelment to correct you. All
1: for saying that he lost his jacket in faces, Egypt. Worn out faces. Worn out faces. That's how I felt. <laughs> I was Spider Man walking across a building, just dejected while things explode behind oh. me. <laughs>
0: Dude, that that first of all, you know that that scene just the regular scene in the game opens on Moonlight Sonata, right? <laughs> I like know. that's the real first of all, that's not the meme. That's just the how the game <laughs> opens. It's fucking awesome. And then it starts playing some monologue shit about, like, Luke Cage being like, you could have fucking saved this city. And MJ's fucking bitching
1: at you. And Spidey's all like, I don't fucking know, man. Like, (laughs) as all this shit just happens. I love that there's this meme now of, like, um, of Tobey Maguire Spider-Man being like, you know, I saved my girlfriend and a bus at the same time to Andrew Garfield (laughs) Spider-Man. I saw that the other day. That's really good. That clip is so awesome. <laughs> it's like
0: I got a spider a spider-man from a dimension who uses <laughs> guns and has no
1: moral compass. He's <laughs> just a sniper. It's just a spider-man with a sniper rifle. <laughs> Fucking big boss in a Spider-Man skin. <laughs> Uh, I actually, you know, I do have a lot more to talk about this week, but Sam, you asked for it. It's your time to shine. Uh, Anyways, Encanto's good. The end. It's your time to shine.
0: (laughs) Miles, I'll give you a fucking,
1: I'll give you just a handful of fucking
0: choices. What do you want? What do you want? What do you want to hear about? You want to hear about the Dark Knight trilogy? You want to hear about uh, YouTube videos? You want to hear about Neo? You want to hear. About the fucking game list. You want to hear about um kids
1: TV. You want to hear about what do you want to hear about. Do you actually have topics for all of these? Yes. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh which one are you feeling the most passionate about? Feeling the most passionate about right now.
0: Hmm. I got to talk to you about Neo. Let's talk. Let's get. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's talk, talk about, about Neo. Neo. Because Neo is game one of the year for me. It's the first game I have been playing through in 2020 of 2022. I almost call I'll call it myself there. And uh, because I have a couple of New Year's resolutions this year. Obviously, it's 2022. By the way, happy New Year, everybody. Yadda, 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 whatever. Um... We did. We're too late. It's too late to wish you had it. It's, 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 it's over. It's over. It's the seventh.
1: You know? It's, the, it's seventh.
0: the seventh. So, yeah, sorry about that. But had a couple of 2022 things to work on and chip away at. And it's three primary things. One is to exercise more seriously. Obviously, I already walk every day, but to continue to do that as well as to start working out and and continuing to eat more healthy. That's, you know, one thing. The other thing uh, that is of something I don't do is to try to stay away from watching too much YouTube in the day, try to cut it down to like two, three hours, so I have more time to, work on videos and uh, play games for the main primary objective of cutting down my Steam backlog of 168 games to 84 by the end of the year. My goal is to cut it down... By fifty percent um by year's end, so I decided to start with the neo as game one because I fe- it's a game that has sat with me since uh college freshman year of college when I played the beta and just became completely no you played the, the alpha. alpha, oh yeah, and no, I'm sorry, yeah, the alpha, and then I played the beta sorry I got and you and points. you were disappointed with the beta I remember this I remember th- I remember. Feeling that there were some changes in the beta that I wasn't super fond of, that I was I was a little disappointed with because the the PV the the fake PvP battles where you get to fight a p- other player's ghost. So when another player dies, there's a chance for their character in their with their gear and current equipped weapon. To spawn in your world. And you can choose to summon them. And you can have a fucking samurai duel with them. And if you win. You get a bunch of their gear. And it can be really fucking good shit. So you kind of want to fight them. Um, And. Back in the original games. You were. You would be kind of like locked in. Like a sort of combat stance. Where in order to sprint away, you'd have to like hold the A button and like hold back from the encounter. And it kind of like you do you understand what I'm saying? It sort of put you in like yeah. a context sensitive um situation with the analog. You were stick Z-targeting and how you were forever. Yeah. You're it's like, yeah, you're Z-targeting and you like slowed down and you like really felt like you were engaged and that it would take a lot to like pull away, where, like, now in Neo. it's like, are right, you summon a fucking sam. you summon one of these samurais, All right, you fucking sprint back a little bit to, like, a safe location, and then you fucking duke it out. And the combat's fucking immaculate, which is kind of why I wanted to talk to you about. It is, like, I think this might be my favorite melee combat in any video game. I, I fucking love it, dude. I am obsessed with the stances. I think you're great. Because it lets any weapon you want to play with kind of do anything. So I'm using the Odachi, which is the really big-ass fucking sword. Um, And it's one of the strength weapons, but it has a lot of range. And what's great is my mid-range attack is a nice horizontal swipe, so it's good AoE. And my heavy is a a thrust attack. But then I have a high stance which is for power damage dealing on, like, one specific enemy. And for enemies that attack really quickly, I have the low stance, where you're not only able to attack fast, but also be a lot more agile and dodge around all quickly. And that works for every weapon. And you take that, and you couple it with just the great back-and-forth of Dark Souls-type gameplay... Of like waiting for the enemy to attack or do something. Reacting to it by either guarding or blocking or moving out of the way or whatever. And that sort of dance you do with the enemies. But you you take all that and you add in this whole other shit. Where you get to make your own custom fucking combos. For what you want to happen and in what stance. Meaning that you get to have access to all these different moves for all these different potential situations you can find yourself in. And you just have kind of full creative control over your combat before and during fights. And it's awesome. It's just a great level of freedom. And it's packaged in a really hard but like, you know... I found to be like it's fucking really tough. Like this game's hard, dude. But it's p- totally fair. Like totally doable and totally reasonable if you like practice and like just see how things work and
1: learn how the systems work. I thought it was boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking crazy, dude. I, d- I don't remember. I don't remember a single fucking thing about my time with Neo. I just remember. I just remember being like, "This is okay," and then I put it down one day, and I'm like, "I'll get back to this," and I never did because I never wanted to. But I, I just don't think I like the Souls Combat as much as you do. I, I think. I think Souls Combat's cool, but like, I. I don't know. There's something. There's something about it where like Souls Combat feels like. I mean, Souls Combat to me genuinely feels like Zelda Combat, where I'm like, all right like, a bad Zelda game, regardless of the combat, is, is just, it's not a good combat experience, like, it's just nothing, there's just nothing good, there's just not, like, the combat is, like, the least important thing to me right now, so, like, for me, like, Dark Souls is, is two steps above that, where the combat is pretty important, I, I like Dark Souls' combat, and I like its enemies, but, like, like, for me, like, a, a boring Souls game is not, one with boring combat it's one with boring combat encounters boring areas boring scenarios like and i just i just remember playing neo and just like i would beat a level and just be like i forgot everything that just happened i don't know what just happened like i just would enter this like zone of just being like all right go forward clear out the enemies find your way through the level beat the boss and then i would do it and then the next day i would be like what the fuck did i even do in that game what did I do in that game? Because I, I remember liking the combos. I just remember not liking or even remembering anything else that happened the entire time that I played. And, and I think a lot of it had to do with like just the mindless amount of loot in that game. Just like that, you would yeah, just get a, like yeah, a, it's it's yeah it's like a fucking it's a lot it's a lot. <laughs> you, you would just, you would just get like like two versions of the same armor, and I would they would just have stats that I didn't know what they did and and one of them increased by 3% and one of them increased another one by 5% and I'm like I don't know what either of these things do but are they good for a kurusigama? I don't know. Yeah, it's
0: it's yeah, what I what I've come to what I quickly quickly learned in neo is that all you want to do is you just want to every fucking piece of armor's got a nice little number attached to it and when it comes to armor you just want to pick a armor class so either light medium or heavy whatever like whatever you're most comfortable with and then you just sort by that class and every so often every time you hit like a new shrine or whatever just like Check your your equipment if you have anything n- new, but you don't even have to really do that that often because if you want to if you like if you find an armor like set that you like in between missions, you can just go to the blacksmith and just kind of auto level whatever piece of equipment you like with another similar with another same type of equipment of a higher level in the part
1: in in your in your inventory. I I might have to revisit it, like, but why would I revisit Neo when I got Sekiro on sale? Oh, have you played it? No. Fuck! Why would you fucking tease me like that? But I'm just saying, I, I, between the two samurai games, I think, I think which you also, by
0: the way, didn't like Sekiro when you first played it.
1: But my, I played it for an hour, though. Like to be fair, I played it for an hour. It's it's one of those games where you have to get walled for the first three hours of your playthrough, break through it, and then see how the rest of the game goes. Because, I mean, because yeah, that's all, all these Souls games. You just, you get walled for as long, I mean, and that's Shin Megami Tensei, that's like, I mean, just like any, uh, Hotline Miami, that's any hard game. You spend a certain amount of time being walled, and then once you break down that wall, th- you've won the game. Because you can do the rest of it. You just gotta get through the wall. Yeah. And so, and... And so, like, I just didn't get through the wall. I had an hour at a friend's house, and I didn't have time to get through the wall.
0: Yeah, uh, Sekiro's so uh, Sekiro's so fucking good. Although I, I'm just, I'll prepare you right now. This do not expect a, a Souls game. It's like a PS2 action game. It's like, the oh yeah, I know. Way yeah. to, to describe. I mean, it's it, Tenchu.
1: Like, it's it's Tenchu, but without stealth. It's Tenchu with no stealth. Yeah, which is awesome. There, there is
0: like. It's 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 the best stealth ever in Sekiro because you can, like, do it or whatever, but you literally, like, do not have to engage with the
1: stealth whatsoever, but you can. I think you some... mean that that's the worst stealth ever. That's the absolute worst kind of stealth on the planet. Well, because stealth sucks. Fucking, it's terrible.
0: Like, I don't want to fucking do this shit in Sekiro. Like, I don't want to have to fucking sneak around in a goddamn Souls game. It's, it sucks in, in Sekiro. This level it design. sucks
1: in it sucks in like Assassin's Creed. It sucks in Shadow of Mordor. It's su- like it sucks in those games. Like that's but here's the thing. That's why it's the worst stealth. Don't put it in the game. Just make me. Just make me engage with the combat.
0: Yes, just make the game me do does it. that.
1: The game. That's the thing with Sekiro is the game
0: does that. The stealth is there. I feel like more is like a like flourish of the game in f- making you feel like a shinobi samurai yeah. the stealth like that is why that's as a literal there.
1: role-playing element that's yeah. where it is
0: it, yeah exactly and not to say that it has like no uses ever like there are a couple of boss fights where you can like i know like the corrupted monk like if you play your cards right before that fight starts you can get two stealth kills on him before you can engage the boss if you like like go about encountering him the right way it's like kind of weird
1: and goofy but if you do it you can like sign- make that fight significantly easier well yeah i mean that's that's like that's all stealth though is weird stealth is at its best when it's weird and goofy the the more like like the more like stripped down and realistic it is the more it sucks um, so, so that's, that's, that's kind of my thing with Sekiro. I, I am going to derail us for a moment because I, I do have a story that I just remembered. Please. Okay. I had a job interview today, right? So it was over Zoom, you know, put on my nice shirt shaved all that. Then I remembered there is one obstacle between me and a successful interview. The giant Hatsune Miku poster behind me that is visible at all times. Now you have to understand the layout of my room is very specific. Okay. If you, you tilt, if you tilt the computer as it is diagonally, so it's at a 45 degree angle from me. You see the kingdom hearts toys yeah, yeah. that are on the wall.
0: I see okay. If I see Goofy, who the fuck is under Goofy? I've been wondering that for
1: weeks now. That's Pluto. Wh- what? That's Pluto. That's Pluto. Who's to the left of him? Oh, that's Dark Side. It's a boss. Oh, okay. O- okay.
0: it's fine yeah well i no one can make out out what it is on your terrible shitty webcam so it's uh it's fine it's so fine
1: and and i can even barely make out miku right now if the computer is head on if the computer's head on though you see this weeby as fuck miku poster and by the way there's nothing wrong with it per se other than the fact that her fucking tummy's out and that's how you know that it's horny uh, shout outs to Unbound Soul who sent it to me to ruin my life and all my job prospects. Thank you. I used to have a more respectable giant Atari poster, and that used to got – people used to talk to me about that. They'd be like, oh, Atari, I'm 50 years old. And I'd be like, yeah. Hell yeah, you are, dude. But so when I got this job interview, I tried to take the poster down. The poster stuck to my wall with, with like, spirit gum, right? So I, I just had to set the camera up. And before I got on on the camera, I like positioned my chair and my head so it always blocked the poster. So the entire time I did the interview, I had I had the, the camera angled up, so I looked like I was taking like a like a fucking hinge photo with my chin, my strong chin, doing the Ethan Klein face. Yeah. And and like my head trying to block this poster so that I would get this job. Uh, and, I don't know, we'll see, we'll see about it, but, but basically, I increased my chances of, of employment by blocking my giant, horny Miku poster from sight with my fucking egg-shaped ass head. Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. you know,
0: I have actually have a similar story, if you can believe it or not. It doesn't revolve, you know, horny anime posters, but I was at a, I, I remember having to do again a similar online job interview um for something that had a specific that had a very specific dress code and i had a fitting you know shirt and tie or whatever but i didn't have any pants and i also lost a fucking lot of weight since the last time i had to wear pants because i'm a fucking shorts guy all the time so the only pair of pants i had were these fucking cargo pants that were the baggiest shit (laughs) They were so baggy, dude. But I'm redefining like redefining
1: parachute pants. Big. Yeah.
0: Time. Extreme parachute pants. I would definitely sur- for survive jumping out of a fighter jet Uh in the I'm like, oh, it'll be fine. It's not like they're going to make me like fucking stand up and like do anything in the interview. So it's fine. So we're sitting down at this fucking interview. First thing they want me to do is they want me to, to fucking stand up and present. And I'm like. I don't got a fucking stand. First of all, I'm like, I don't got a fucking stand desk. And she's like, oh, it's fine. Can you f- just move your camera? I'm like, fucking, I don't really want to. And it fucking, <laughs> it's hard to get this shit fucking set up. But or, all right, whatever. So, dude, it was like something out of a fucking Seinfeld episode. This whole <laughs> ordeal is like a total fucking Seinfeld bit where, yeah, like, it's just a complete George, Where I am George and I go to Jerry and I'm like, i I don't know. it's like it's yeah, Seinfeld and COVID. Like Seinfeld reboot in COVID where like fucking George is trying to get a job interview or whatever. He's like, oh, but like I don't it Jerry's like, oh come on, you only you you don't, you only have to
1: wait no hold oh, on I I got from this. the I I got the Sam. You just dress from the top. Just, just from They're not gonna ask you to they're not gonna ask you to stand up and present or anything. Just dress from the top. You think so? you, th- you think so, Jerry? You think so? Sure. I mean, who's a has anyone ever said, "Hey, can you stand up and turn around?" It's not like you're interviewing for a prison.
0: <laughs> well, I think I think I think you're right, Jerry. I think you're right. I'm gonna spare myself the the you know the eighty dollars and the trips to. Men's warehouse, or whatever. And then it cuts to fucking George, or whatever. In the event, I granted, in the ideal situation, I'd be Kramer. I always want to be
1: Kramer. You oh, know? no, I also. But, there can only be one Kramer, though. We have to decide. The crack house audience has to decide who is Kramer. Yeah. Between the two of us. It it could, it liter- could be Kramer Kramer it's Kramer versus Kramer. Versus Kramer. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Kramer versus Milo Kramer. We got so excited at the same joke, that we had the same joke <laughs> based on an outdated movie reference. <laughs> but the... Uh, I, anyways...
0: I'm George. This in this situation because this is something that would happen to George Costanza for sure, right? Yeah, maybe Elaine, maybe Elaine, uh, but, it might but, we, to but Elaine. Again, but, but this is thing. 2021 reboot Seinfeld that we would get canceled for using a woman for for this having her stand up or whatever. The guy,
1: the boss, would get canceled. or we can get well, away it, with it it's being a, George Costanza unless it's like a female boss, right? And she and she's like, uh, like Elaine's not wearing pants, right? And yeah. and so and so the the female boss asks them um, asks Elaine to stand up and present. And, and Elaine is like, maybe maybe Elaine... Here's the thing. Elaine just had sex, right? This is how this always goes. Elaine just had sex. She's throwing on her clothes. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to be late. Doesn't have time to, to put her pants on, right? And so all this stuff. She hurries the guy out of her apartment, gets in front of the thing, does not have pants on. And then she's interviewing like a, like a girl boss type, right? The girl boss is like, girl, that blazer looks so good. Like you know, they're they're building each other up. She's like, um, "Do you have do you have a, a matching pantsuit?" And Elaine's like, "Yeah, of course." She's like, "Oh my god, can I see?" I don't, I don't really know about that one. No, 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 no. I'm really, you know, I'm really into fashion. Like I, you know, I would love to. I would just, I want to see what what you know what what you're wearing there. And she's like, "You know, I I I don't really I you know I don't really think that I like the fit that much. Like you know it's." And she's like, show me the damn pants! And she's like Okay. <laughs> and then and then, <laughs> and then and then the bass line kicks in. Yeah. And cut, cut to Elaine at the restaurant. So you didn't get the job because you didn't wear pants? It was your idea, Jerry! <laughs> well, I didn't think that she was gonna be interested in seeing your pants suit. I thought she would only compliment the blazer! <laughs> Nobody notices pants. Women notice pants. Women don't notice pants.
0: So fucking, so fucking ridiculous. So needless to say, I like like uh, George and Elena. I didn't get the fucking job because um, <laughs> you weren't wearing cargo pants. <laughs> and also, and also, like, <laughs> and also, I for the life of me could not fix my fucking camera. Like, I would be back, and it was like I was like out of frame. I was like. Miles, I was like this the rest of the uh, interview.
1: It looked like fucking this. Because I by just could not. By the way, this is not... an audio-only program. Audio-only program. I Sam, could Sam not... was punched over like Gollum the whole interview is what he was trying to say. Yeah. By, by the way, Miles, do you know they're fucking making a Gollum game? What, what
0: the fuck is up with that? <laughs> Whatever what made you what? stop and think like, man, Gollum, that's a character I want to play <laughs> as a fucking in a video game. The, the weird part about it to is to it's not, it's not like
1: game. a, it's not even like a Gollum game where like you play as like, you know, it's, it's not like, like a Quantic Dream game where you play as Gollum and you gotta like argue, like you argue with, it's like you play a Schmeagol, you gotta argue with Gollum, right? Like, and, and it's like a choice based game where you determine if, if Schmeagol is freed from the influence of the ring or something. It's like, is it's like an open world adventure game or some shit, it's isn't like, it?
0: Yeah, and it's like, with stealth and shit, and it's like, what the fuck?
1: Who wants Dude, to I do would just play Sticks. <laughs> I would just play Sticks if I wanted to play a game where I play a little Oafish troll who's got a sneak. Exactly. Because at least, at the very least, Styx is a
0: video game original character whose whole gimmick is that he was built around and for a video game. Like, Miles, did you ever stop to consider that part of the reason why a lot of these movie-based games don't work is because a lot of these characters in movies would not be
1: fun to play as in a video game? Yeah. I mean, it, it, would, it would be like, like, like John McClane is, is generic to play as in a video game. John McClane is cool to watch in an action film, but nobody is clambering to play as John McClane because you can play as John McClane. It's called over-the-shoulder, third-person, behind-the-camera action shooter from the seventh to the ninth generation. Well, actually, of
0: well, actually, Miles, you could play as John McClane
1: in a Top Gun. Um, I'm going to be Die Hard Arcade. Uh, you can on also the Sega play Saturn. as him. You can also play as him in the NES game Die Hard, a top-down shooter.
0: Yeah, shout-out Die Hard Arcade Goat. Uh That game
1: looks fucking—that game is sick. Like, John McClane is good for an arcade game, like yeah. where, where it's just a but generic it, John
0: McClane skin. That's also—by hey, the way, that game has nothing to do with Die Hard other than it takes place— in a building that is also named the Nakatomi Plaza, right?
1: Like yeah, but but like but you have ninjas jumping out from behind drywall shit like that. Like just video game shit. Yeah. Exactly, it, and I actually don't know f- if there are ninjas in the die, die Hard game, but I'm I feel pretty confident saying that there's probably some ninja-like enemy in the Die Hard game. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. When you um, fight Carl, the big like the big um, European guy, he's like six feet taller than John McClane, and he's got a lariat attack. Like, yeah, I mean, because he, he jumps off it, the screen, and there's a big like silhouette under him, and you got to avoid it. Yeah, that's definitely some fucking arcade arcade like 90s arcade
0: bullshit. Uh that it's also like House of the Dead and stuff. But um uh Yeah, there's only like a couple of like movie characters that are that are, have been consistently fun to play as in video games. Like I think like James Bond is
1: one yeah. of them cuz he's like, all gadgets.
0: Yeah, he's all gadgets and guns and cool cars
1: and shit works batman See, like, which is not a, not a movie character inherently but he's generally in, like batman is more fun to play as than superman in almost every way yeah well granted superman ha- i i feel like we need a great superman game and then we can be the judge of, of I, who's th- truly the thing fun about to play. it is that like i think a good superman game is possible but not anymore i think i think we missed the boat on a good superman game being something that people would want right now because a good superman game is just cause two. Like, like where yeah, where you are, honestly. it's Spider Man meets Just Cause 2, Where where like the combat is like mega destructive.
0: Oh yeah, I mean because that's how I feel about like uh like the, the prototype like Hulk game, right? Like that's a great super superhero game because it really captures like what it's like to fucking be the Hulk, you know? And by yeah. and also Spider Man is like another great character that is just a perfect for video games. He's got great movement. And he can fight crazy. He's got great villains who make for great boss
1: fights. Like, yeah, a lot of crazy, like, like Iron Man is actually really shitty as a video game character. He's just not good because like as many like, like cool attacks as he has, no one knows what they are. Right. Like beams and lasers, they're beams and and lasers and shields and shit. Like no one cares about his, his, you know, his, his attacks, his abilities, that, that's kind of the thing about Iron Man. Like, like, there's nothing inherently cool about him as a video game mechanic character. Because, you know the one thing they can't do? Can f- have anything involved with the suit. The suit can't malfunction. It can't need repairs. It can't have durability. It can't, like, the suit I mean, is- it could. It could. It could, but, but Marvel would never let it. Because they need to make people think the suit is, like, badass and awesome and indestructible after the first movie. I will say this, like... There is, because there is
0: a Iron Man game, and it's in VR, and you're actually in the suit, and I think that's a pretty good implementation
1: no, that's really of how cool. to do an but Iron Man game. Yeah, but that's the point, is it, but, it, but it's around tradi- the suit. It's around the exactly. suit, because the VR experience is I am in the suit. I have the suit's interface on my screen. I, I am channeling the suit's energy in my hands. Like, it's not interesting to press the square button and fire generic Iron Man beam number eight. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: And you know what? You know, what's another video game character. I also want to shout out that
0: that was fun to play back in the day. Harry Potter in the old yes. PC games. Sorcerer's Stone, uh, especially Chamber of Secrets. That one's my favorite. And Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, all three of those PC little platformers where you just run and jump around and fucking shoot spells. That's a fucking cute. Those are cute games. I'd love to go back and read. Yeah, those they're somehow. really they're
1: really cu- cute. I'm sure they're I'm sure they're abandonware too. I'm sure you can, like, download them. Oh, yeah. Although I do remember in the first game, Sorcerer Stone, do you remember? Do did, did you play the. Where games? you had to move the mouse to cast spells oh, in yeah. very specific ways and it was horrible? Yeah.
0: Yeah. But but do you also specifically remember how the audio in Sorcerer Stone was all like. Like, it's it was so. Like, no one used the pop filter and it was like.
1: Harry <laughs> like, like, fucking... Sam, what you're this impression you're doing <laughs> is not effective. You should listen to episode one of Miku's crack house if you want to understand the Harry Potter audio. Did we really talk about it all the way back in? Uh, no, it's the joke is I had a bad mic, or, or yeah, yeah, I, the joke is I have s- a
0: bad mic. Oh, I will say this though, Miles that mo- your mic in episode one. Oh, so sounds like what your what what your mic is compared to now compared to, well how it sounds in fucking Sorcerer Stone. Like the
1: audio is so muffled and bad, it is unbelievable. Well, it is it is really funny. Like 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 the Shin Megami Tensei HD Remaster for nocturne like the audio is so compressed it's like comical when you enter a fight and it's just like <laughs> it's it's fucking horrid uh and and i think that there is a a mod that someone has done now to hd the audio but to like it's really the audio yeah to uncompress the audio but it's really bad um but yeah like that's one of the really funny uh like things about that era is that is that like we just accepted shit audio as like just a just a fact of games just a fact of life um it is did you see this this thing that the anti-semitism league put out about JK Rowling did you see this shit no this is really funny. So people have have had a problem with like the J.K. Rowling depiction of goblins in in Harry Potter as like yeah. hook nosed the, the bankers. The bankers, yeah, they control the banks. And the Anti Semitism League put out a statement that said, "You see, J.K. Rowling is not anti Semitic. The issue is that." Uh, is that we have seen so many of these depictions before that when we read another depiction we assume that it is that depiction jk rowling stands with the jewish people so therefore even though she used this depiction it's just you projecting (laughs) and I'm, i'm just sitting here like i'm just sitting here like try that Try that excuse on anyone who's not J.K. Rowling. Like, try try that on anyone who isn't like people are desperately clinging to that like childhood thing. On like tr- like try that with like Scarlett Johansson or Chris Pratt. Like someone who's already controversial and see how that shit goes down. See how that shit goes down. Like that is so fucking funny, right? Like that we just all got fucking gaslit by the anti-Semitism League. <laughs> Imagine the anti-Semitism League being like, "No, you're the real anti-Semites, not J.K. Rowling. It's you, the viewer. <laughs> spec ups the line, dude. It's spec yeah, ups oh, line.
0: dude, you're the, anti- the one who killed
1: <laughs> killed these gay people. Semites, the line, <laughs> which is the name. there's <laughs> the name of the episode, by the way. Yep." semites the line (laughs) that's just that's really funny it's that is actually notorious pig funny just this idea of like of like this like this like company that's like trying to end hate deciding to like stand behind one particular person enough to be like maybe you're the racist
0: (laughs) oh man dude Oh, fuck. I guess the real anti-Semites. Semitism was the friends we made along, we made the, along the, way. the way. The real a- 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 anti-Semitism was the friends. <laughs> <laughs> were the
1: Semites we met along we met. the way. We're the goblins we met along the way. Yeah. <laughs> 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 That's just really funny. It's just really funny to me. No that that is
0: it, it's like it's just every every like month, dude. I'm reminded. I'm
1: like, oh man, like
0: the the Jews
1: really can never get a W. It's like unbelievable. Oh dude. no, it it is really funny that like, dude, this is the anti-Semitism leap. They're like, oh. they're they're against us now, dude. They would rather stand by Harry Potter. They would rather stand it's, by JK Rowling than us the Jews! It, it's like It's like that's a whole nother level, right? Like that's a whole nother level. That's that's like that's like in a movie when like a team member betrays the rest of the team. Yeah, you know, right? It's like it's like when Mr. Pink betrays everyone. Or Mr. Orange, sorry. Yeah, and it's yeah, and it's like a huge like, what the What the fuck? You know, and it
0: really, you know, it's really painful and And everyone's sad about it. It's like, but, but like Mr. Orange was remorseful in Reservoir Dogs that he lied, you know, and that's why he comes clean and tells the truth at the end to Mr. White, you know, even though he could have, he probably could have gotten out of that situation possibly, but the, uh.
1: This is this is
0: anti-Semitist week being like, nah, fam.
1: Sorry. This this is something that is uh Yeah, and you know what their reward was for doing that? They got free passes to the wizarding world of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando. That was that was what they got. Look, that was like an under the table deal. Rowling comes in with a briefcase, opens it, there's two tickets, and she's like, If you say that I'm not a racist, you can go. And ride the wizarding world of Harry Potter's new roller coaster with fast track passes. Queuing <laughs> theory. Hell yeah, boy. Hell yeah. I I think we've officially swapped places because like I actually I am now watching bullshit on YouTube. Oh fuck I, yeah. What have I'm you been watching? watching? Bullshit. Well Sam, I, I, I decided for some reason there was some video in my inbox about Santa Inc. And I've just been curious about that show because apparently it's like the lowest rated show on IMDb. Is it's it like, like Sarah Silverman thing? and Sarah Silverman and Seth Rogen did a stop motion Christmas series. By the way, both Jews. Uh which is really funny. It's notorious PIG funny. Um uh, because it? I'm it's not cultural appropriation. It is. It is, Sam. The Jews can't get a W. The Jews truly can't get a W. Because we have these fucking clowns out here representing us. Or not. Yeah, or not. You mean not? Oh, <laughs> you mean yeah. they're not? We have Yeah, well, the, the anti-Semitism league doesn't support us anymore. So all we have left is Seth and Adam Rogan. Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler. And, and Sam Knights. Nice. Sam, it is only it is only one good paycheck away from him turning tail. You can buy Adam Sandler's opinion. I promise you this much. If Elon Musk, for whatever reason, came up to Sandler and said, Sandler, convert to Christianity. Here's $7 billion.
0: You want to make a Christmas movie?
1: <laughs> yeah, do you want to make a Christmas film called One Crazy Night? <laughs> It could be no, it could be
0: one crazy night. Or twelve crazy nights. The twelve crazy. Or twenty-five yeah. crazy <laughs> nights.
1: <laughs> Advent children. Here's all right, here's the plot to Adam Sandler's Advent Children. Adam Sandler on Christmas gets a knock at the door from from like an agency, right? You know. Are you Mr. Dink Like that's his name, right? <laughs> And he's, like, he's, like, he's got a boner, he's got morning wood, like, st- st- stick it through his boxers, like, he, like, he just finished taking a dump, he's got, like, his morning coffee in his hand, <laughs> and, and, uh, and, like, the agency is like, yeah, I'm, um, I'm from the sperm bank agency, uh, it turns out you have 25 children, and all of their legal guardians have died in an airplane crash, and now you have to take care of all 25 of these children,
0: Oh my god, dude! Hold on. First, let's pause for a second. Let's pause for a second and talk about how how real this shit that sh- shit felt to me up until the fucking <laughs> twenty. Are they all died in a plane crash? Up until maybe that of like this idea of like an Adam Sand Adam Sandler in an Adam Sandler movie has twenty five kids from some sperm bank nonsense yeah seems totally re- legit right this all seems totally real like a real film that already exists i love this bit i love this so they all die in a fucking plane crash like lost or whatever
1: and yeah or or, or maybe they all they all die you know in, in various accidents right like they all die they all all of them die in various accidents or maybe maybe oh maybe there's different reasons all the children have been given up right or their parents have died uh, divorced and they're going back into the foster system all these things right and so every every kid has like a little different backstory so there's a scene where he's like well well, well, he lives in like a dumpy shitty you know apartment right or like a a shitty house he lives in like a bungalow right like one floor one bathroom one bedroom and uh, he's like well well when 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 do they arrive and they're like actually right now they step aside Adam Sandler goes oh what? yeah he goes oh fuck. 25 children Ah, run at them arms open like stampede into the house run him over and so like they're like like swinging on the chandelier like monkeys like one one of them is like is like stuck in the toilet one, one of a- them and the,
0: it, yeah and it's a yeah. bunch of flash cuts it's like a late 90s uh commercial yeah. and then the narrator voice uh andrew dinkbutt is just your every.
1: <laughs> yeah he's just your average average plumber yeah oh yeah he's a plumber yeah just your average plumber until one day his life goes down the toilet like and
0: and then it's like mr dinkbutt you have 25 chill like
1: yeah children and they're right here so you have, you have like you have kids who are like swinging on chandeliers, as I mentioned. Like they're jumping on his bed. One of them's drawing on the walls with like yeah. crayons. Like they're drawing like a penis and a vagina. And he's like, "Now where where did you learn things like that?" And they're like, "My mommy always had fifteen men over, and they put fifteen of those in one of hers." And he's like, "All right, first thing on the agenda, get you to a therapist." Damn, damn, kind of a. Cr- <laughs> So like, how does this movie fucking end? Like, what what is it? Like, I I think that's the thing is that he he, maybe he had like a divorced wife, right? And she like left him because he didn't want kids, okay? Um, and he's been trying to get back with her, and they're like like here's the thing: they're distracting him from getting back with his wife. Like, he still doesn't like these kids, right? Uh, and so he wants to get back with his ex wife who left him because she he didn't want kids. And I think at the end of the movie like she like is like, "Yeah, I want you back, but I want to have only your baby." He's like, "Well, what 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 about them?" And she's like, "What about them? They're not your kids. They're not our kids." Like and he has to decide between his wife or the 25 advent children. <laughs> and and he on Christmas Day chooses the advent children. Maybe and maybe that's the thing. Maybe maybe they've never had a Christmas. They've never had a Christmas. Yeah, they right? they're been. all in the foster system. They've never had a Christmas. Adam Sandler in this in this film is Jewish. Dink is of course a Jewish, uh, Dink butt, right? Jewish name, and so Adam Sandler has to pretend to be Santa Claus, right? Uh, and and he's got to like, but he
0: doesn't know how. And the yeah, which he, he wears, doesn't know how. He he, he, he uh a- a- acquires the assistance of Chris Rock to yeah. assist him in learning the magic of Christmas.
1: Yeah, he, he gets he gets Chris Rock or or you know Kevin James or or uh, Drillbit Taylor. This is
0: just <laughs> like the Drake and Josh
1: Christmas special, by the way. This whole plot. yeah, <laughs> yeah, and 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 yeah. So he has to like Chris Rock has to teach him how to do. Maybe maybe Chris Rock is like another plumber, right? At his like plumbing agency, um, and he's like, "You never had a Christmas." <laughs> How are you going to be Santa Claus? You would never had Christmas.
0: And then, and then he's like, he's like, he's like, what's there to know? He's got a white beard and a big red suit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Six you reindeer. You do even have eight ch- reindeer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't even have a chimney. Yeah. Well, he just comes in through the front door, right? The front. Think Santa comes in through the front door. <laughs> And the best part about it is that my voice became Chris Tucker, like partway through it. Like I couldn't keep the the front, the Chris Rock. (laughs) Anyways, Santa, Santa Santa Inc., right? I watched this fucking thing about Santa Inc., which is some shit. shit, yeah, some fucking virtue signaling garbage. Um, about feminism, I guess, except everyone hated it because it was a bad example of feminism. Um, they showed a they, some one of the youtubers who did a very good job on the review showed like a a, a montage of like black critics insult, black like female critics insulting the show, uh, which is great. Um, but uh but yeah, it was like this 15 minute thing, summed up the Santa ink plot. I was like, cool. That's all I needed to know. Uh, and then YouTube was like, oh, you watched one thing about a western animated property. How about 90 more things? And so the entire, uh, like, for for days, my entire thumbnail recommendations were, like, like, default cartoon, like, character designs. Like, so it was, like, the Rick and Morty style, like, yeah. or, like, the, the Adventure Time regular show style. Like, people drawing themselves in that style with their own, like, rant Sona, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, yeah, and it was just, like, these titles that were just, like, like, um... Man, Ben 10 was was wacky or like, you know, shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like Billy,
0: Jordan Fringe. Yeah. uh, I got a lot of Jordan Fringe. And dude, I have never seen more. He bust ass. He makes a lot of content. I have never seen a more
1: boring YouTuber than Jordan
0: Fringe. It's it's very it's it's. It's the nature of how fast this shit comes out. Yeah, but like, it, like that's the thing. He his, goes, his his does are, not go into
1: detail on anything, really. His scripts are 11 minutes long, and it's just him recapping what happened, and occasionally he will throw in what you ca- what you perceive as a joke. Sam, I would like to explain the difference between a joke and a perceived joke, okay? Yeah, please. Now, all we do on this show is tell perceived jokes. There's not never been a single joke told on Miku's Crack house, because a joke... Is is it, is a meticulously thought out? Se- I guess actually we do tell a lot of jokes on this show, right? Like you know where, where you try you set something up to to prime the viewers' expectations, blow them away with the punchline, right? A perceived joke is when you don't say anything particularly funny, but you say it in the way that imitates the delivery of a comedian, right? Oh, yeah. So like he would be like, I saw I watched an episode about the the finale of Camp Laszlo, right? <laughs> Uh, and how how the finale of Camp Lazlo was crazy! It turns out it wasn't. It was a malignant situation. Where, like, this shit happens all the time in anime, but no one... Like, but who gives a shit? Where, like, turns... Spoilers, it turns out it took place in the the Rocco's Modern Life universe. And Heifer shows up. And Lumpus was an imposter. The whole time. And it, I'm just like... I'm just like, isn't that, like, a Suba gag? Or something, like, some shit like that? Like, doesn't that happen, like, once a week? On, like, on, like what whatever fucking tq or some shit like that it's, it's I, don't I don't know like it's like like but he was just like this shit is bananas right guys and i was like no no it, yeah um but but every every joke was him being like which i i guess that is supposed to happen you know like or like, like he'll he'll be like so he decides not to wear clothes anymore which i guess is a solution to doing laundry and it's just like I'm like, man, what are you doing? What are you doing? Dude, can we start a GoFundMe to send Jordan Fringe a joke book? I don't want to start beef with Jordan Fringe. (laughs) 101 wacky kids jokes. We'll send it to Jordan Fringe. He'll learn how to tell a joke. (laughs) And, and and for the record, I don't have a problem with YouTubers not telling jokes. I just find it so funny when they sort of like they they feel the, it, the, the, half-hearted, like, the half-hearted the half-hearted yeah, the half-hearted one, effort. Effort. yeah, like just just the fact that like he has joke deliveries but not jokes, right? Yeah, like so so that's that's one of the bullshit. So I watched two Santa Inc. videos, and one of them was by like a seventeen-year-old, and I was like. Oh, this was written by a seventeen-year-old. Where like he he was like like explaining like he he was doing that thing that used to, used to cut out of my own like scripts when I was like nineteen and, or twenty. Yeah. How old I was when I was doing like video essays where you would just cut out like big swaths where I was just giving examples of shit that everyone knows, like yeah. where they would they would like be like, this is the thing about a joke. There's a setup and a payoff. And I know I just did that shit, but I did it to explain the difference between a joke and a perceived joke. Like, that. that's, that, like, it's It's not like that fucking shit Nichi Joe video essay where the guy, like, explains the basics of comedy, where they're like, you have to understand that when a subversion of expectations happens, that's a joke. I'm like, thanks, bud. Yeah, I needed this because I'm seven years old. Um, and I haven't read 101 wacky kids jokes. So, like, so, so I got that, and it was, like, clearly written by, like, a 17-year-old who was doing the, the nostalgia critic thing of just being like, this trope is overplayed. So, and I've been getting all these, these recommendations from some fucking series called Trope Talk, and I'm like, you actually could not fucking pay me to watch this shit. Like, I'm, su- I'm sure the content is, like, fine, but you could not pay me to watch a series called Trope Talk. Cause I would I would shower endlessly if I if I would feel disgusting if I did that.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Although I will say, speak, speaking of tropes, I recently got recommended a channel, Comic Tropes. He's fucking great. He's uh, vi- vi- I there's a lot of pretty good comic channels out there, uh, but he's the only person that really goes in on like the, the like the personas like the artists and the writers of stories. He's like really into that shit. And he knows a lot about the background of stories. So it's a good mix of like learning about shit, but also how it was made and stuff. And he's great. I would recommend him. If you want I'll, to learn I'll a check bit more him about. Out. Yeah. Just like go through his random shit. He's got a great com uh, video about the immortal Hulk, which is like a body horror Hulk run. And it's, he shows some panels and they're
1: fucking crazy, dude. You'd love it, I feel like. Oh yeah, if you're, no, I don't know not, if you're into body, body horror, horror though. No, I, I don't am. know if you're I into like f- body horror. Body horror is really the only one that like disturbs me too, which is which is why it's fun to to kind of go through. Yeah, there's a couple there's a couple of stuff that got me. I was like, ooh, a little gross, but that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> yeah, if it were if it works, it works. Yeah, I just like just I just like I can't keep clicking. Don't recommend this channel to me. Like I just. I'm trying as hard as I can, but it just won't. It won't stop. It won't stop. So and and I eventually I watched a pyro cynical video. I watched two pyro cynical videos. Oh, like this is really, the level I'm not really into him. This is the level I'm at. I, I'm not either, but but he did win me over by making nothing but Hideo Kojima references for maybe ten minutes. Uh and I was like, okay, well at least we speak a common tongue. At least we speak a common tongue. But like it is interesting, like, cause he really is just like like Generic, like other than his editing being sort of like hyper energetic and very like reference heavy, yeah. Because it is just like gamer humor. Like he'll just reference Red Dead Redemption Two and then show a clip of it. But like, like it really is just. I, I don't know what there is to Pyrocynical other than that people know him and he's just played the game a lot. But like his stuff is is really just like it's just the Sarah Zed video but with more jokes. <laughs> it's it's uh yeah
0: it it's wild, and for the record i i I got really nothing against the guy, I just have i i get I'm kinda with you, I just don't get the the zeitgeist behind his content
1: or him the thing like, the thing is like his his content to me is it is complimentary to all the other like content of people reviewing like shitty uh web series is like like people who will like review like nostalgia critic movies where they don't like they as people and individuals don't have anything interesting to say it's just that the material is interesting
0: yeah and it's and it's like funny to like make jokes about like one like one of my favorite videos about like nostalgia critic is the ralph the movie maker video where he talks about pop quiz hot shot (laughs) for like 20 minutes and it's just him fucking ragging on the show, and it's so fucking funny. But I don't. But a part, of, it's like he's funny, but the way he just presents his points on
1: how fucking bad it—it's like more baffling of a watch, you know? Yeah, like like Ralph the Movie Maker is not the star of that video. Yeah, like
0: but he, he is. Again, but he's, he's not. the
1: tee up guy. He's like teeing up. Well, yeah, that's uh, what all these people are. They they are the tee up guys, and you and like and that's why I would never like subscribe to Ralph the Movie Maker. Like after seeing a video like that, because I would just know that all he is is the tee up guy. So like, unless he continues, like I felt this way about. I mean, like, I wouldn't I say everything. that's all
0: he is for the record. I wouldn't go that far.
1: Well, no, no, I mean like but. that's all he is for the kind of content that I would want to watch from it from that channel. Because like I am interested in like like reviews of shit movies. Because he did a, a review of Space Cop, and it was just like generic like him giving his thoughts and like doing like the whiteboard format where he would write like one bad jokes or whatever and like it was it was just like really lame presentation right um like it, you know just generic youtube format where yeah. where it's just it's just a vehicle to get their thoughts out um cuz there's many ways to just say what's on your mind there's rant sona there's there's clips you know there's there's footage over essay yeah, uh, by, by, the like way, that.
0: Here, by the way, some pro, can I get some pro tips real quick? Can I get some pro tips Please. as a YouTube, as like a fan? This, by the way, this comes from not only as a creator, but as a consumer of the content. For like rants, if you're gonna do a rant, Sona, for the love of God, to put a preset camera shake movement keyframes on your fucking persona on your rant Sona to give it some fucking anim- to give it a little fucking animation. You know what I'm talking about? Like, you know who does yeah. this? Like a, like Nux Taku is the perfect example. I point to about how he, about how his rant Sona character, uh, has like a camera shake, um, pre sound and it kind of like moves a bit and it does so much to, and it also, I believe it also, like, has an animation for when it flips and changes, and it looks really, really, really fucking clean, where I, I see so many, they're just these static Ransonas that don't take up a, um, like, too much of the screen, like, I, like, this, it's just so bad, I hate to fucking, I hate to fucking bash on him, but, uh, Kato. Uh, like an anime channel I used to be like a really big fan of But recently I've just I've kind of fallen off their content And one of the reasons why is because Ho- Hoodie started doing this Rant Sona shit Where he, he has it, it, Him in a fucking little pro- chibi professor outfit And it only takes up like A fifth of the screen Because Miles you can't make anime content On YouTube anymore So you gotta do this shit But it, it's it, it doesn't look good and I'm just not interested and it, and it sucks. So make it move. Give it some fucking little, give it some fucking animation and have it take up like a good chunk of the fucking screen and don't have too much fucking negative space with it. And don't have like five, you know, can you have like, have like 15 of these shit at the right. If you're going to do something, do it right. Especially right? if you can draw, especially if you can draw it yourself. Yeah. About, yeah, if you can draw it yourself, you should, yeah, absolutely have a, have a lot of the shit. Because, like, the Rant Sona, it's a, definitely a play. It's definitely a move. I don't have a problem with the Rant Sona. I don't have bad. a... It's not... No, it's not... Nothing... It's not an inherent flaw. And in fact, it is a pathway to success. A good Rant Sona can do a lot for you, I think. In in your, in your how you... In, like, actually have, like, a brand, right?
1: Like... Like that, Cope Thrax to the Blue Dragon. Like everyone knows that guy. Even yeah, or like like
0: Arlo is like a great fucking example. Arlo, yeah,
1: Arlo is a very famous rant sona.
0: Yeah, and that's great. I was actually watching a fucking Arlo video the other day, uh, where he was he was in a he was in a van, like he was shooting it in a van, and I was
1: just was like, this looks fucking hard. Like, <laughs> like to i like, God bless him doing this. Doesn't fucking puppet doesn't show right folding now. ideas also have like a puppet, like a rant sona that's like a puppet.
0: I think like so. Like a robot
1: puppet, yeah. I, I think so. I'm not sure. I've only <laughs> Lindsay Ellis comes one. back with a Rant sona that's just like a blue dragon like Raya.
0: <laughs> no, I, I I think if Lindsay Ellis were to come back, it'd be like a, one of those like basic bitch ass muppets. You know the ones I'm like talking about? It be one of oh, those. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of those. But uh <laughs> It's a Yeah, yeah it's just
1: it's, it's so weird to like finally be Sam and just like just Put bullshit in my eyes for six hours, like, and just, and it was just one of these moments where, like, I'm like, shit, year's already off to a great fucking start. You see why I wanted to cut down on it now, right? Yeah, no, I totally do. And and it was just like this, it was just like a lapse. It was just a moment, like, where like, but like, leading up to New Year's, I just didn't have anything to do. Like, of course, I didn't have anything to do. Like, no one was hiring, so I couldn't put in job applications. Because everyone was, you know, closed down for the holidays. So there was no new job listings from, like, the 27th to the 3rd of, of January. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, uh, you just sit around and wait for New Year's. And on New Year's, no one's, nothing's open. You can't go out and drive. You can't, you know, do a thing. Like, I guess you could go see a movie, but uh, but I already saw a movie. It was called Encanto, and it was good. Uh, so, like, uh, Energico. Energico. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, dude, I almost brought that master
0: disguise, like, 10 minutes ago. <laughs> what, when, what were we're about, about? when we're talking about we talking about YouTube reviews, because I wanted to bring up the the whimsu review of 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 Master of Disguise, which is what brought my attention to that whole fucking terrible movie, which I think we have talked about on the show. No, like, we talked sure. about it after the show. We talked about it after the show.
1: All right, can, all right, we, we talked like, about it after the cracking. We got yeah.
0: like we got like ten more minutes. You want to talk about fucking Master of Disguise? I can talk about Master of Disguise. Yeah, this, this shit. This is the craziest fucking movie, Miles. This <laughs> this movie fucks me up, dude thinking about this film because if okay. So if you guys don't know,
1: there's this movie starring Dana Carvey called the master. And and if you don't know who Dana Carvey is, Dana Carvey played Garth on Wayne's world. If you don't know what Wayne's world is, I can't help you anymore. What do you, what, what more could I do to explain an irrelevant celebrity to you? Yeah. And the, in like
0: literally the idea is Dane Carvey Can do impressions. Let's make a whole movie that's about Dane Carvey doing impressions. Dana Carvey. Dana Carvey. Carvey, Dana Carvey Carvey doing impressions. So the movie is called Master of Disguise, which, by the way, is one of the all time like funniest names. (laughs) Oh yeah, the no, it's not master of disguise. It's, it's the, the master. master of disguise. It's the like, master uh, of disguise. Yeah, it, it's up there with like the the like the 2007 first person shooter, Darkest of Days, where you time travel and like kill Indians and like <laughs> and go with and with like automatic machine guns and like regular you know modern day military equipment in like the Civil War and shit. That's Darkest of Days. That's one of the other, like, funniest fucking names ever. Because it tells you everything you need to know in the same way that The Master of
1: Disguise tells you... Everything and nothing. It says everything and nothing. Because it tells you that, like, this movie has no identity. It doesn't know what the fuck it is. Uh, But it's about The Master of Disguise. Yeah. And what you learn in the movie is that,
0: like... The the being the master of disguise is not like a, it, you know, it's not like an escape artist. This isn't Houdini skill.
1: This isn't Houdini. You, you shit. know the movie The Prestige, where like like that that is about like being a magician, right? Yeah, like it's it, like the Prestige and being a magician in general. It's it's about it's a skill and it's a create creativity thing, and no it's a performance thing. This
0: is a fucking spiritual shounen energy source that gives them the the powers to become the master of disguise.
1: And it is called Enerjiko.
0: Uh,
1: And there's there's an old, like, sensei, right? Like, who teaches him about being the master of disguise. He teaches Dana Carvey how to be the master of disguise. Enerjiko. And he says it, it like that yeah and, and he
0: introduces energy core, cool. and and it's like, what the fuck? So Dana Carvey starts doing all these impressions, which are just like so bad, and you just it's it's uh, miles you feel embarrassed. It's one of the few times when I've watched a movie. And I have felt so deeply uncomfortable because you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of being in college and uh, watching someone in one of my film classes who pushed one of their friends who, you know, is not into this creative shit into a project and to watch them just like struggle on camera through something and, and. And like your friend just didn't care, and you just—it's
1: embarrassing. I, I it's have a really story about this actually. I have a story. Please, about Please, please. So I was in a—I was in a class called Human Health and Diseases, which is which is just about how the—it was just g- generic. Like it was literally like th- this is one of this. Like if you want to. If you're like, what is Miles like? Let me sum up the, the the backstory of human health and diseases. I didn't pick any of these classes based on what was interesting to me. I picked them based on the fact that they gave me a credit. And I was like, I'll just show up and I'll get a B, right? And and yeah. whatever. I'll get a B, B. Uh, We do we do have to I, I do wanna end this a episode B. on our on our on our letters discussion. We talked about this after the show yes. as well. Um yes. but like so, so this should sum up everything about me on the planet, which is that my class, because I selected it last minute, and I didn't fucking think it was at 8 a.m., and I was like, you know what, fine, whatever, I'll do it. Sophomore year, September 1st, 2015. Does that date mean anything to anyone? It should. It's the day Metal Gear Solid Five: five. The Phantom Pain, came out. So, of course, I start the game. I play it for 10 fucking hours, and... For three straight days, I missed this fucking class because I'm playing till 5 in the morning. Can't get up at 3 a.m. So in in my school, if you miss class four times, you fail the class immediately. So I email my professor. And I say, Professor, the 8 a.m. thing is really hard to do. I see you have a spot open for your 10 a.m. class. Can I join the 10 a.m. class? And she's just like, y'all, sent from my iPhone. So I <laughs> – so, dude, I hate that, – that shit drove me up a wall
0: when I was 19. I was like, motherfucker. I'm like, you don't care. That's, that's when reality, that's when those, the fabrics of society miles started to crumble around me was when
1: I saw sent from my iPhone. I was just like, yeah. Oh, professionalism is a bunch of fraud shit. Yeah. It's like, like whenever you're in college, they're like, you can't have, you can't have late stuff. They're not going to accept late work and you got to make sure your emails are good. And then it's just like, you'll, you'll just be like, Hey, I can't turn in my assignment. My grandma died. Can I have an extension? Email res- respond. Sure. Yeah. Sure. No period. Sent from my sent from iPhone. from my iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so she just said, yeah, sent from my iPhone and, and I got three more extra, you know, absences that I was allowed to have. Um, and so I just, played. Yeah, MBS I, 5 dude, I would have
0: laughed my ass off if you missed three of those
1: classes. And they like, I did. I missed two hey, of those te- classes.
0: I was like, Hey, teach. You know what? On second thought, I'm not feeling the 10 a.m. I'm, I'm, I'm more invigorated. I'm back and better than ever. How about I go back to that
1: 8 a.m.? Yeah. yeah. And she says, yeah, sent from my iPhone again. Oh. Um, but that was the, that was the blind girl saga where I, I had a massive oh, yeah, crush that was on this funny. girl who was blind. That was fucking awesome. Which awesome. That was awesome. Way, by the way, I should talk to her again, because we we ended up being, like, amazing friends, and she broke up with her boyfriend. Based. Yeah, like, so So I was in this human health and disease class. Uh, the the ten, I switched to the 10 a.m., so, of course, there were no seats. I had to sit in the back. And I was sitting with these four losers, right? I was one of the losers yeah. <laughs> in this scenario. Um and so, like we all, we all used to just talk in the back of the class, like just about whatever. We were all like film students, and we just didn't care. Uh, and so they asked us to do like a like a project, right? Some bullshit about whatever um and it had to be related to like genes and human health and disease and dna and d- garbage so of course right? you're thinking about mail your salad to you motherfucker i you you know about- exactly so i said i said what if we did a thing about twins cuz i had mgs on the brain so i was like what if we did like a thing about like twins like like the you know like the the separation of like of like the twin and what that does to the the biology and and DNA and all this shit right so of course I'm thinking yeah. about MGS one MGS two everyone's like yeah sure that sounds like a good idea so I was like great what should our project be about it's like a research paper right and this one kid who was like this like sort of like I don't know what race he was but he was he was a deep brown right <laughs> like like one, one of those like ambiguous races which I'm allowed I, to vaguely, say that because, vaguely ethnic yeah I am also vaguely ethnic. Like that's the thing. Like yeah. like people look at me and they're like Hispanic? Uh Lebanese? Like Greek? Like no one knows. No one knows, right? Yeah. Vaguely caramel colored is the best they get. So so like uh so so this kid, I think his name is like Taylor, right? He wants to do a th- a thing about twins. And he wants to do this like really you, sad you like, want to do a thing about twins. No, I wanted to do a paper about twins. He wanted to make a short film about twins who find each other and reunite after years and realize that they are that they are best friends and meant to be together and that they are the other half that they are looking for. And like his writing was so erotic. Like it was like so erotic for these twins. So I'm I'm, of course, one of the twins, and he's like asking the world of us, right? He's asking the world of the both of us where he wants us to cry. At the end uh and like <laughs> and it's this story about about like twins finding each other and realizing like oh my family's been here all along in this twin and i always knew that something was missing because i could feel as a twin who biologically speaking can feel connections between other twins that i was missing something and here it is my twin i have found them right so he has me a darkman acting opposite the whitest white girl you've ever seen ah! like like i'm like how white is she she can't have milk in her coffee because she's lactose intolerant Wait, that's how white so she you is. couldn't even uh, they could
0: you, you guys couldn't even find two people of the same
1: gender no we were we were in we were in first of all you could be a twin like a, a twin and, and not. Oh, but I be, thought the yeah. whole idea is that uh, oh, that's like, yeah, like identical twins can do these things, like fraternal twins cannot. That's just a thing. Like yeah. that but so but he didn't do he didn't care. This was just an excuse for him to make a shitty movie. So like we're we're in cl- we're we're in class like we we go to this we go to I think it's his apartment or someone else's apartment and we're shooting a shit film, right? Yeah. And so like he like acts us, us to me cry. Yeah. He back. like he, like, asks us to cry, and so I remember very specifically, there is a scene where there's a conversation where I'm asking her if she can make drinks, because she's a bartender. And I'm throwing a bunch of different drink names at her, right? And at some point, I'm supposed to say, sex on the beach, and she says, I'm a pro. Like, that's how, like, shit the dialogue is. And we were both like, this sounds, like, sexual, right? Like, like she's coming on to me um and like every line sounded like flirting right it was just yeah. awful awesome. and then by the end he's like now there's the scene where you have the emotional moment i need both of you to cry the other girl could cry on cue i couldn't <laughs> so i said i'm gonna go into the other room and i'm just gonna like watch some sad videos so i like pull up the ending of mother three on my phone i'm like watching and i'm trying to cry with the ending you of pull mother up three uh,
0: pull, pull up the uh, the clip of the cat falling from in the mall <laughs> to the piano man or it slams <laughs> on the fucking that, that. Yeah, yeah did you watch yeah, that I, I,
1: Pull, pulled up the uh, up the the Toy Story three furnace scene. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fucking pull uh, pull pull up, pull up the uh, the scene before the sixteenth Colossus and Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah,
1: where uh, Agro dies. Aggro just, dies. I'm, just, I'm just pulling out pulling out all the stops trying to trying to get the waterworks, and I just like can't do it. And I'm like, can I just make a choice as an actor to like be supportive of my twin? because I can't cry on command. And he's like, why can't you? And like, I had to get like really deep in my emotions and be like, because I have felt emotionally frozen for a very long time. Crying means showing weakness and I have been trained not to show any weakness. Like, just like, I just like had to answer honestly why I can't cry anymore as an adult because, because I have trained myself not to show that much emotion to avoid embarrassing myself. And like they, like, I had to admit this to three strangers on a movie set. For my human health and diseases class, so so we we do the movie right, and we yeah. we all go up there. Tyler or Taylor or whatever his name is is really proud of the film. And to be fair, he edited very well. It was shot very well. We all did a good job, right? Yeah, we're a bunch of film students. We shot a to film. Which, to which, well. to which, then your health. Uh,
0: what, what the fuck was the class? Health, and, human uh, health and disease. Human health and disease. Uh, human, human health and disease. Human health and disease. Your your professor is like. Well, that film was
1: great, but I asked for a paper. <laughs> well, we turned in a paper alongside the film. That was the thing. So, like, why the, did you came... shoot the fucking film then? If you had to, because write paper. Taylor's a lunatic, and he wanted to like make a movie every chance he got. Like, I'll, I I'll, I'll explain the the alleged story of Taylor later on. Um, but like, that was the big thing. Is like, we we finished the film shoot, and we were all like, we're gonna be friends forever after this experience. Never smoke again, right? Like. I think I was friends with Taylor on Facebook. I tried to be friends with like the girl who was my twin because I was like, "Well, that was an awkward bonding experience. I want something out of this." Yeah, no, Maybe I we definitely can bone? like. I don't know, <sighs> like, so and she yeah. was like not hot. She had like caveman face. If that makes sense.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I've I've met these types of uh, ladies the Neanderthal in
1: forehead. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, and, and and like the really <laughs> short head. You know, it's so it's so beaten and fucked up. It's so mean and fucked up, but hey, men can have the caveman so face too.
0: It's so true. But like, I remember,
1: like, oh yeah, oh yeah, not there's not, some not fun. There's some but- motherfuckers with the caveman face. Yeah. So we we pull up this clip right before reading our our presentation and our paper. The thumbnail is immediately the girl like uh, the caveman girl, ugly crying. <laughs> and I remember being behind the Mac computer, like controlling it, and I just like ducked away i like ducked so no one could see me up there um and i remember when when her face came up i i I did my cackle you know we all know the cackle i've done it a million times on this show yeah (laughs) it's so taylor just like embarrassed us all and like apparently like taylor's big thing is that like after he made that in like junior year he only made movies about like trans people but he's a cis guy and so it's just like him being like embarrassing he like he just like got really obsessed with like the trans struggle and so he wanted to make all these movies about trans people and the trans struggle and it's like dude what donate are money. you doing yeah donate money to 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 various to various fucking charities around the world they're easily googleable You know, that reminds me of the time
0: I had to do a voiceover of a a scene for class, and then we'd have to go on and, like, talk about it. And uh, I did the scene from Reservoir Dogs, because, of course, I fucking did. Um, Where they they all pick their fucking colors, and, like, Mr. Pink gets all mad that he's Mr. Pink, and it's really funny. Uh, And I did that scene. But, of course, in that scene, um, uh, Joe... The brains of the operation, of course, says in the scene. Sorry, I know you're editing the show. It's um, fine. It's fine. And, and I was and, I, and I'm like, I'm like, well, I got to do the scene. Right. So I just said it. But we're which, we're, we're, you know, it's 2020 now. Right. Or I'm sorry. Not 2020. It's like 2018. Right. And I'm like, ah, are people gonna get, are going to get people going to get on my case in this fucking class. Ah, whatever. I'm just not going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> So I, did, I didn't show up because I said the the f f slur in my uh, in my pro in my fucking
1: voiceover project. That that reminds me. I I and you might remember this day. Got I a great to game, write,
0: Great, for the record, if anyone was that's serious. awesome.
1: Uh, you might remember this day. I had to do a spec script for a, a TV show, and I I did South Park. I did a South Park episode. Yeah, and I. And I remember thinking my my spec script was shit. I remember thinking it was fucking terrible. And I was like, I, Sam, I can't go into class. I can't go into class. I can't face them like this. And so, like, I turned it in and I, like, sent an email like, yeah, I got food poisoning. Can't go. Sorry. Like, and, and like, that was the most humiliating thing. Like, there's, there is nothing more embarrassing than, like, than, than having to dip into, like, like, that's when you know, like, you really don't want to. Be, because if you want to save your reputation. You dip into what I call the light embarrassment jar. Yeah, sorry, I have a fever. I have a cold, you know, I, I have a you know, a doctor's appointment, right? Some like, forgivable when, bullshit. Yeah. Like like what when, when you're like, Yeah, I have food poisoning and I'm throwing up every five minutes. Like that's when you're like desperate because like you are putting your shame and your your embarrassment, you are demonstrating your vulnerability. Oh, dude. No,
0: I definitely felt that a lot in college because similar to you, where you would, you know, have to take a bunch of morning co- courses and not show up to them. I would sleep through a lot and I would go, you know, try to, you know, run late. And there would definitely be many times where I'd come to class and the door would just be like closed or whatever. And it'd be like 10 minutes and they're already going. And I'm like, Nah, I'm not feeling it. Not feeling it. <laughs> Would walk all the way there and be like, meh, nah. <laughs>
1: that that was the thing. So like, I I was like, yeah, I I, uh, I have like a stomach bug or whatever. I don't know, throwing up by, uh, and and like I didn't go. And then the next day I came in or the, when when I had to face the music, I got all the notes like because everyone gave me script notes and they were like, yeah, it was really funny. I laughed a lot. Definitely one of the best things I've read in this class. Really good. Keep it up. I like it. And I was just like, and like, dude that actually that day changed my life that that day actually changed my life like i have literally never felt unconfident about my writing ever again not fucking once in my life Uh, also another another memory that another college
0: writing memory that struck with me where like I, i i had a pretty i for the most part a pretty good relationship with a lot of my professors when i was at school however there was one guy i didn't get along with and uh and he was my writing professor, my se- my like first semester senior year in, in in like this base level one like fiction writing class where we had to write two stories. And the second story I wrote in the class was like was like a total meta piece about how his class sucked ass, <laughs> like <laughs> like about how like r- about how like writing is fucking stupid and that this was and like about how like this was whole this shit was written at the last minute and it was awesome because there was like one girl in class who when we were doing our class discussion of the piece which i was there for because i'm like (laughs) fuck yeah this shit was i knew that shit was good because dude dude just to tell you how much i didn't give a fuck that the the piece ends on the character like like uh like falling as going on all these tangents and falling asleep as he's trying to write out th- this piece. And it ends with him falling asleep on his fucking keyboard. So it's like a page of just fucking nonsense, like, Yeah, it's, just, it's just like,
1: D, 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 Yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, D, 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 D,
0: G, F, K, and then it, like, ends off. And then it, because it's all like, it's all like, text posts, like, type stuff. And then it, it's the following morning and it's like, What the fuck? I fell asleep. And it's all this shit. Um... Only for the the him to get it back and get a good review, anyways. Oh uh, yeah, I got a D in that class. Um, <laughs> probably D for deserved. Uh,
1: Did honestly. I? It, it is really funny. But like, there was how... one
0: w- one woman who's who in the class who was like, "No, this is really f- good and funny and a great story." And like, totally was like, "Yeah, totally legit, awesome story." I'm like, "Fuck yeah, fuck yeah, someone got it." Someone appreciates this. There comes a point at where, if you're a creative going to college where you realize you totally wasted a fuck ton of your money and this was a complete waste of your time um, and that in order to actually like get a good grade in these creative classes you do not need to put in 100 or fuck 50% of your creative energy. You can kind of really, your energy really, goal energy goal you can use your energy goal to uh to just fucking be the master of uh, disguising I masterfully your dis- ideas. I masterfully
1: disguises my laziness. Yeah, yeah,
0: and there you fucking have it. I
1: can't wait to cut half of that shit out.
0: <laughs> yeah, fucking terrible, fucking episode. Anyways, if you want to be a true crackhead, <laughs> I thought it was he- fine. Head on down to Enajico. Fill up on your uh, on your Enajico uh talk to talk, make a <laughs> fun of miles for not liking uh neo in our discord uh I, I follow it was it. boring F- fuck funny. you it's not boring if it makes you feel anything like, dude i remember every single level i've gone to it's That's all wonderful. i have it all i'm happy for you i i got I them all memorized it's all up here <laughs> it's all up here shout out william so cool you play a good guy from Ireland. He's a fucking weeb. Yeah, I do one I the, do like the protagonist a lot. You of the OG weebs, you know? It's fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we keep fucking the show. Anime thighs when she open up so what I gotta twinkle in my. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want a pipe. Oh my gosh, she got the big ass titty, she's only five. Hey, hey. Anime thighs when she open up so what I gotta twinkle in him
1: pussy is so tight, I just really wanna pipe Oh my gosh, she got the big ass titties, she's only fine Bitch, I'm bout to fuck this cutie, so I whip out my katana And I knock this little bitch out with just one hit like I'm Saitama Why you act like you retarded, like little bitch, I don't want drama I still hit when she says no, don't understand what she don't wanna, Ayy. Sword fighting with my penis like I'm in a fucking dojo All these bitches want me like my name was fucking Jojo Asian penis is too tiny like it was a no-show Bitch,
0: don't watch a coochie, watch anime with the pros though See my motherfucking bitch I might pull up, give those thighs a little motherfucker and kiss and then if you talk to shit, tell Ryuki on a list. Yeah, your sister is my groupie. She takes this anime dick, okay? Okay, like little bitch. I don't care if that fat ass is too deep. Score a bounty on that pussy. You can call me Spike Lee, putting out fire, getting ice. Bitch, I'm Todoroki. And if you got some shit to say, then you can say it to me. Anime thighs, when she opened up so hot, I got a twinkle in my eye. Asian pussy is so tight. I just really want to pipe. Oh my gosh, she got them big.